and, and pastors that I've talked to, you know, then there are some pastors that nothing happening to their church, you know, but they're not doing anything either. So, but make sure you get your calendars out. Don't you dare plan a vacation <clears throat> on uh, the first Saturday of the month. That's going to be September the 5th. Somebody already had one scheduled, so I'm, they know who it is. I'm not going to call them out. But anyways, uh, September 5th and 6th, bam, Revival Weekend. Remember every first Saturday, Sunday of the month? I talked to my former pastor, Pastor Flippo. He might be able to come. That, that's the guy, you know, I've told you all the stories about that, that, that we used to travel with him when he would go preach places. And I remember him sitting down one week. He had his suit on when he got up. It was completely wet right there, and it was dripping off the bottom of his jacket. That boy can preach. So I'm like, come on. So I'm hoping he'll be able to come. Uh, I don't know if it'll be Saturday and Sunday or just Saturday, but, you know, we're going to talk about it. But, uh, hey, listen, we're going to keep fighting, guys. We're going to keep fighting. We're going to keep pressing in uh, because the sad reality of it is, is I've also talked to pastors, and they're not, they're not having any move in their church at all, literally. They're like, we're as dead as can be. I'm like, well, we ain't got that problem. <laughs> you know, are your people hungry? Do they want Jesus? I'm not saying that, but, you know, I'm not faulting them at all, you know. I'm not. I'm not judging. You know what I, you know, I was, actually, I was talking to a pastor today, and I was sharing with him, you know, and he said, man, we need to get together. Maybe we can strategize on some stuff. I'm like, praise God, let's do it, man. I want to see the world get saved. I want to see everybody get saved. So I want to show you a quick video. Y'all got it queued up. This is, don't play just yet. This is Jim Rayleigh. Yeah, it's Rayleigh. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Great man of God. Uh, he preached our district council for the state of Louisiana. Hard to get to come in because he's, he's so booked up. And uh, he released a video on Facebook today about a dream that he had. And I'm sitting there like, Oh, we've been talking about this. We've been talking about this. So you can dim the lights and, and go ahead and put it on. Uh, it's about six minutes, so. I had a dream a few weeks ago. It was the most unusual dream that I've had in a long, long time. In that dream, Pastor Dawn and I were standing on a dock at the Halifax River. I know this dream had to be from the Lord because Pastor Dawn was fishing. And she's not wanting to go out and bait a hook. She doesn't want to touch this shrimp. Come on. Unless she's cooking it in scampi. Praise God. But I watched and she was trying to cast the rod and she couldn't figure out how to cast it. And I said, well, hand it to me. I took that rod and I barely flicked my wrist in the stream. And when I flicked my wrist like that, that line went all the way out. If you know the Halifax River, it's huge. It went from that dock all the way out into the middle of that river. And I said, wow, I didn't even hardly move my hand. And look how far that bait went. It no sooner than hit the river and went in the water until I felt something on the line. And I started reeling it in. Now, this is a small rod with a small, maybe a 10, 15-pound test line. I'm reeling it in. 
doesn't feel like a big catch because I'm reeling easy. I'm not even striving. I'm thinking maybe it's one of those catfish that you throw back. But I'm just reeling it in, interested to see what it is. It came up by the dock and it swam by. And I thought, oh my goodness, that thing is about eight feet long. It looked like, I thought at first, is this the, did I catch a huge dolphin? Is this like the biggest dolphin? I don't want to catch a dolphin. And I kept reeling, and I, and I pulled that thing right up with this 10-pound, 15-pound test line. This little rod. I pulled him right up. And all of a sudden, it was sitting on the dock. And I'm telling you, it must have weighed four or 500 pounds. And it, look, it didn't even look, it looked kind of like a fish, but it also looked like a person. And it was the most unusual thing I've ever seen in my life. And it began to talk, and it said, I didn't even want to be caught. I didn't want to be caught. Take this hook out of my mouth. And there was this little bitty hook. And it's about just this little tiny hook. You're a fisherman. Just a tiny hook. And no, nobody could get that hook out of his mouth. He said, I didn't intend on being caught. I didn't want to be caught. Take this hook out of my mouth. And they were saying, we can't get the hook out of your mouth. You're caught. I said, hey, man, you're caught. Now, we, we can't take that hook out of your mouth. You are caught. And I woke up. The Spirit of the Lord started talking to me. He said, in this next season, he said, get ready to cast. He said, but you're going to cast not in your own strength. He said, he said, you're going to find in this next season that ministry is going to become not an effort. Ministry is going to work. The anointing is going to cause you just like when you flicked your wrist, that line went to the middle of the river. He said, churches that walk underneath my anointing are about to cast in a dimension that they have never casted before. He said, the bait of my glory is going to be so strong that as soon as it hits the water, there's going to be a catch. He said, churches are about to reel in catches that they are not qualified to reel in. He said, that test line didn't break. He said, it was supernatural. He said, the cast was supernatural he said the catch was supernatural he said reeling it in is going to be supernatural he said you're not he said revival's about to come and churches are not going to labor bringing it in you're not going to labor bringing in the catch you're not going to it's not going to be hard hallelujah the lord said what you have you, you you've been saying my building's too small you've been saying i don't have enough staff you've been saying i don't have enough resources you've been saying too many people are out of church we god said get ready he's about to make your bait so irresistible and your cast so supernatural and your and your rod and reel what you bring it in with it's going to be so strong he said you're going to reel it in and he said when I reeled that in and there that was sitting on the dock and the next thing I heard out of that mouth was this I didn't even want to be caught God said get ready he said churches are about to move in a dimension where they're about to catch people that don't want to be caught. 
The Lord said, you're about to bring in people struggling with sexual sin. You're about to bring in drug addicts. You're about to bring in gangbangers. You're about to bring in high school students. You're about to bring in people who are confused. You're about to bring in people who did not even intend to be caught. But God said, I'm about to bait your spiritual hook. God said, I'm about to put something on your spiritual hook that is so irresistible that when I go out in my glory, and when I hit the water, he said, get ready. There is a harvest coming. Isn't it amazing that we've been talking about the river all night long? I'm telling you, we are about to see an absolute catch. We're about to see an absolute catch. We're about to catch those who don't want to be caught. And they're going to want to get away. But God said, I'm going to have the hook in their jaw so strong that they will never escape. God said, revival, revival, revival revival, revival, revival. But God said, this is not going to be a stressful thing. God said, this is not going to be a hard thing because it's not going to be done in your strength. God said, I'm going to do it in the strength that I am providing. So the Lord said, receive it now. God said, if if you're watching right now, receive it for your church. Receive it for your city. Come on, receive it for your pastor. If you're a preacher right now, receive it, receive it, receive it. Come on, John. Come on. Somebody worship the Lord. That's a prophetic word. Come on. Let's receive it. She na 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 ma she Shama ma 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 she tiriri aralabosha. Raba ba ba ba. Come on, what do y'all think about that, huh? So those people you've been witnessing to for years, you need to go back around. Fish that area again. (laughs) Only a couple of y'all got that, but that's okay. That's okay. Come on, people are coming in. Guys, listen, I, I, last Wednesday, was, was, anybody remember last Wednesday? It's been so long, I don't even know anymore. It was such an amazing time. I laid there in my bed, and I literally, I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I love everything you're doing. I love your presence. I love worship. I love how the people are responding. I love everything you're doing. But there's one thing that I'm missing. Lost souls coming to the kingdom. I said, Lord, if all we ever get is your presence in this building and we never see anybody saved, I can't stay there. I can't stay there. I got to have people. I've got to see people saved. I've got to see people's lives changed because that's the power of the gospel. That's what the cross was all about. And now we're being told. It's exactly what I, I've talked to many people about was the fact that, that that harvest is coming. Sunday night we were over at Michael Riddle's church for, for a healing service. And, and he began to talk about when the dust settles. I'm going to talk about this Sunday. But the Lord had already shared a thing with me before that. That I'm going to make the mountains level. And I'm going to bring the valleys up. And then he says, when the dust settles, after all the COVID, and I had this picture of a bulldozer just going through on a construction site, and I'm like, man, dozers make a lot of dust when it's dry. Our land is dry. Dozers make a lot of dust when they're doing the work. And I said, Lord, what if, what if when the dust settles, the new normal is not a normal, but it's the next chapter of Acts? What if the dozer's coming through to push out all the things that's been distracting us? 
Bible does say he'll take those things that are meant for bad and turn them for good. Have you ever had this much experience with the Lord before COVID? Little touches, never to the extent of what we are seeing continuously. Guys, I think the Lord is pushing some things out of our way. And if we will continue to fight and to focus on him, we will see even mightier things. You know, I saw a picture the other day of a friend of mine preaching at a church. And he, he put a picture up from the side of the church. They, they had put the walkers and all the canes and all that stuff on the wall as people were healed. I said, that would be an amazing thing to decorate the building with. Come on. May mess up the paint. Who cares? Come on, that's what we're that's what we're worshiping. That's what we're pressing in for. That's why we, we do everything that we do. It's because we love Jesus, but we want to see him change people's lives because he's already affected ours. He's already affected. So let's stand up tonight. We're gonna worship. God is doing amazing things. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in this place. And God, we thank you for the dream that our brother had, confirming some things with us that we already knew by your spirit. Lord, it's just great to have confirmation. Lord, put people on our heart that we would be able to go to, Lord. People that that you have purposed that are ready to receive your spirit because we know no man comes to the Father unless he's drawn. Let it not be again, Lord, that we get comfortable setting in the building. That our hearts cry be that we need to see lost souls saved. Lord, you are an amazing, awesome God. We want to see that spirit of revival poured out upon our lands. Lord, send out the dozer to begin to push things away. Begin to push people to yourself. And we ask this in Jesus' mighty name. If you agree with that, say amen tonight.
try this again. Y'all ready? Y'all gotta help me. This is a tough verse. When the sky was starless in the void of the night, our God is an awesome God. He spoke into the darkness and created the light. Judgment and wrath he poured out on Sodom. Mercy and grace he gave us at the cross. Hope that we have not quickly forgotten. Our God is an awesome God. Come on! Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above. Sing it again. Come on. Our God is an awesome God. He I want to hear you. Come on. God, he reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our Come on, one more time. Awesome one more time. Come on. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He verse, man. I messed it up so bad. There's a lot of words in that song. That's all right. We had to change it up a little bit, though. Is he an awesome God, though? Come on. That's an old song, but that's a great song right there. Hallelujah. You know, it's really sad when you say 1988 is old. Woo, Jesus. That's when that was written. It says, aging myself a little bit. Hallelujah. Come on, let's continue to worship tonight. Listen, I know there's obstacles that get in our way during the week, right? But he's still an awesome God. And he still deserves to be worshipped.
tell him, take the coals, my lips, here I am. Sing it again, come on. Take the coals, my lips, here I am. One more time, right here, come on. still pushing through to get past that wall. They're, they're trying to get past that brazen altar. They're just not quite there yet. And I don't want to leave them behind, you know. I'm going to push through tonight. Right there, come on. Take me in 
works on that tonight. Come on, sing it again. Come on, you're going to get deliverance. Yeah. 
on, give him praise tonight. Hallelujah. Come on, we can do better than that. Y'all sound like you're sleeping out there. Hallelujah. We didn't put you to sleep, did we? No? Hallelujah. Come on. Give a high spiritual high five to your neighbor. Tell them to wake up. Like they're sleeping out there tonight. Hallelujah. Hey, listen, I'm going to want to talk to you a few minutes tonight about the Holy Spirit. So I want you to, hey, can you grab that? It's fixing to all fall. No, it's in my back pocket. I forget to pull it out. Thank you, sir. I'm fixing to just tear it all down. It ain't getting old. Hallelujah. Listen, I want to talk to you a few minutes about the Holy Spirit. And I want to come at it from just a little different thing tonight. So just you set your Bible right there. I just want to talk. Right? We, we can choose any of, throw that slide up there. Any of these scriptures to talk about the Holy Spirit. There's 26 different topics on there. Some of them have two. Some of them have three. There's a lot of scriptures on there we could choose to talk about the Holy Spirit. But do we know the Holy Spirit? Do we really know the Holy Spirit, honestly? Do we know the Holy Spirit? Do we allow the Holy Spirit to, to move in our life? That's really the question. You know, I went back and started reading a, a book that I actually read before I got saved. <laughs> Good Morning Holy Spirit by Benny Hinn. And, and I've been reading that. Do we really know the Holy Spirit, you know? Uh, my, my first encounter with, with the Holy Spirit was I was sitting in the back of a, of a church, you know. I think it was on this side. There were wooden pews, and there was a door behind the stage, and there was a door over there. You know, it was in Pensacola, Florida. And my class leader in the military invited me to come, and my instructor was playing a guitar. And, and, and I just remember I found myself standing in the aisle. And my first thought was, who pushed me? I want to hit you. I want to hit him. Who pushed? I want to hit him. So I went back, and I grabbed, white-knuckled, like, do that again, sucker. But there wasn't nobody behind me. And I'm like, who pushed me now? Because I knew somebody pushed me because I didn't go out there because I wanted to. Right? I wasn't there because I wanted to. I just was trying to be nice. But then they get, I told them my experience, and they said, well, man, I want to give you this book so you can learn a little bit. And we know the Holy Spirit because he, he sealed us when we were saved, right? But do you even know who he is? Do you know what he likes? Right? Do, do you know what he likes? Do you know what he does, don't like? Well, there's other things he don't like other than just sin. There's other things he don't like. Right? It's just like my wife. I, I'm, I'm still learning what she doesn't like, and sometimes she reminds me that she told me that 20 years ago. And she probably did. And 15 years ago, and then at 10 years, and then 5 years, and, and then at 25 years, she'll remind me some more. But the Holy Spirit does the same thing. He's constantly trying to talk to us. And, and you know, we, we sit down and we like, hey, I'm going to teach on the Holy Spirit. And, and then generally in a Pentecostal church, the moment you say we're going to teach on the Holy Spirit, we all flip our Bibles to Acts 2 and 4. Is there anything else? In a Pentecostal church, Acts 2 and 4, baby, boom, right there. Ooh, that's where we stop. But he's our guide. He's our comforter. He's wisdom. He's counsel. 
He's the one that, that guides you inside, not just outside. But he guides you outside and not just inside. He's more than the vent that blows on us and makes us run around the building and gives us the flissons or the goosebumps if you're from Texas. He's a lot more than that. But, but I think we need to go back and start trying to remember who he really is by asking him, Holy Spirit, who are you? I, I want to learn who you are. And you know what he'll do? Open your Bible that night. Not just open your Bible up one night and begin to pray and just ask him this simple question. Holy Spirit, I want to know you more. Can you teach me more about you? And you know what he's done for me in the past? He's brought me back to scriptures in the Old Testament and I'm like, hey, you were there. You were in the midst of that. Wow, sometimes you led battles. Sometimes you tried to get people to stop battling. Sometimes you tried to bring them wisdom so that they wouldn't battle. And, and, and it's like, he's always there. But we say he's only this one thing that was released in Acts. He is as much God as God. He's as much God as Jesus who died on the cross. But for some reason, we don't have a problem with, well, I don't want to make Jesus mad. And we do that to the Holy Ghost all day long. Because the Holy Ghost is the one that dwells inside of us. Jesus dwells inside of us. Is it Jesus? Well, we get into a theological debate on that one. Because the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells inside of us, which is Jesus, the Holy Spirit. God. You see, we can, we can debate that all day. He is as much... Of the, of the Godhead is the Father and the Son. Guys, it's, we've got to figure out who he is. He's the one that when you're standing in Walmart, hey, why don't you ask this lady how her day is going? I don't ask this lady how her day is going. I don't know her. That's the Holy Spirit. Now, that was just me being nice. Well, they ain't no good in you without the Holy Spirit, so that was the Holy Spirit. Right? You see, we, if we will learn that he is so much more than just the little things that we have put him to, we will allow him to do more in our life. And, and I just, you know, one of the parts in that book that just always amazed me about Benny Hinn was is, is the relationship with the Holy Spirit that he had. And, you know, the Holy Spirit would sit there and teach him all night. I'm like, Lord, I want that. Well, maybe I hadn't stayed up all night. And that's why he hadn't done it. Maybe I get tired and I was like, well, I'm going to bed. <laughs> but you know what? The Lord has really been pushing me here lately and, and between that book and other things, and I'm like, I need to know more about who he is. I need to know the Holy Spirit better because the more I know the Holy Spirit, chances are I won't get frustrated at that guy that cussed me off while I'm driving and want to run that guy over at McDonald's who comes all the way around when we've been waiting in the line all day. Can they just put cones I know y'all y'all got me on that one. We need to pray that one through. We need to learn who the Holy Spirit is. Because can I tell you, the Holy Spirit showed me something just yesterday, day before, I don't remember. Maybe it was yesterday. And I was like, man, I need to learn more about who he is. I, I need to let him teach me more. Just as simple as this. The books of the law, right? Then we have the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not kill. That's a law. Thou shalt not kill. Okay. You know the Hebrew people, the Jewish people actually see that as the book of wisdom? We look at it as the book of law. And I begin to ask, why is it the book of wisdom? 
well, you know, if you don't kill anybody, that's, that's a good thing. And I started thinking, I'm like, well, okay, let's view this book of the law as wisdom, which is from the Holy Spirit. And as the Holy Spirit is unfolding this in, to me while I'm sitting there studying this, thou shalt not kill. Well, if you don't kill anybody, you probably won't go to prison for murder. That's pretty smart. Thou shalt not kill, uh, commit adultery. Then her husband won't kill you. Thou shalt not steal. Then you probably won't get shot stealing from somebody. And I'm like, this is smart stuff. But we call it laws because of our society. Like that, that sign that says 55. Okay? Why does it say 55? Because they're being mean to us and don't want us to get where we're going. I agree with you. But you know what? As I begin to think about wisdom and the law, I had to stop and say, Holy Spirit, why are you showing me this? Because I, never mind, I'm not going to go there. I don't want to put that on camera. Uh, it's a permanent record. It's 55 because if they made it 65, because of the number of entrances in and out of this thing, you may not have enough chance to stop before some, you hit somebody. And the condition of the road is such that if you were traveling 65, that it may make it unsafe for you. Right, Cook? Isn't that why they do those things? Well, if Troy was here, he could really tell us. And I'm like, but I want, like 75 on the interstate, man, I want to do about 90. You know? But you know these Louisiana roads. Can you imagine driving 90 down that thing? You'd be airborne more than you'd be on the road. Right? That's like the road I live on. It's 25, and they put speed bumps, and they hit. Listen, you can hit those speed bumps at 30, and it don't even, they're so small, you don't even feel them. I'm like, but the road is so narrow. I, my mirror got hit by somebody one day, and I was off the road. It's wisdom. The Holy Spirit has always been trying to teach us wisdom. But because we're so hard-headed, we had to call it laws. And I could prove that to you. Jesus. You see, as an unbeliever, Old Testament, right, not saved, still a fallen nature, the only way the Holy Spirit could get our attention was laws. New Testament. Thou shalt not murder. Your heart has been changed by the power of God. Your spirit is now new. What did Jesus say? If you hate your brother in your heart, you've committed murder. Ooh. Adultery. If you've lusted after in, you've already committed. Again, the same wisdom applies, but it was always a heart issue, but our heart couldn't be saved at the time. We were always a fallen nature. See, the Holy Spirit has got so much more he's trying to do in our lives if we would just listen to him. And I'm telling you, I'm still thinking about all the things that, that, were, that were laws trying to figure out how they're wise. Like, there was a law in Leviticus. You should wash your hands. That's pretty smart. Especially after you've been working on the car all day and you want to eat a sandwich made out of white bread. I've had brown on mine plenty of time through the years because I was, you know, dirty, right? Wash thy hands and you won't spread COVID. Yeah, you, you know, there, there's wisdom in there. And, and I know some of this is elementary. But I believe what the Lord is doing is he is saying, I want you to learn something that you think you already know, but I want to bring you to a level that you've never been. Why? Because it's going to take us operating in a level of the Holy Spirit to accomplish what Jim said earlier. Anybody like to fish? Do you just cast anywhere? 
No. Why? Well, there's no fish over there, is there? Well, there probably is. But boy, you get that bait in the right spot, and you'll catch one. Holy Spirit's teaching us that. And if you use the right bait, you'll catch something. And if you're like me, you'll catch some limbrim. But if we'll follow the Holy Spirit and let him guide us. I, I ran into a guy today that I felt I should talk to. Didn't know this guy. Did my normal thing of, oh, look, he has a mask on. It has an emblem on it. I started talking to him about the emblem. I sat there for about 10, 15 minutes talking to the guy. Just, just talking with him, building a connection. He's got my phone number, and we became friends on Facebook, all kind of crazy things. I don't know exactly what God's doing with that. But you know what I did? Hmm, I just put it out there. I don't know. He knows I'm a preacher. Maybe that's why. You see, if we will allow the Holy Spirit to begin to work in our lives, and I know some of you are, it's just we've got to get the rest of us. Because when we start praying... When we start praying, God brings something to our attention. We need to pray about it immediately. Can I tell you that majority of the time when you think about somebody, it's because you need to stop and start praying? But in a Pentecostal world, we want to just go give words all the time and all. But sometimes it's nothing more than, let's just pray about it. All of this stuff about the Holy Spirit, New Testament, Old Testament. He is such an amazing person. And I say person because he has feelings. He has feelings. I remember that story of Catherine Coleman sitting up there crying on the stage. And you know, I learned that was in Philadelphia where that happened. Because Benny Hinn actually referenced it in his book. But I remember seeing it on a video where she sat there crying. Please don't hurt him. He's all I got. If he's just a figure, it, it doesn't matter if we hurt him, does it? It doesn't matter. When we have that kind of relationship with him, we can sense when somebody's hurting him. Wisdom. He brings us understanding. He brings us counsel. He, he brings us fortitude when we need to stand up tall. He brings us knowledge. He's the one that allows us to have the reverence for the Lord because our natural body doesn't know how to do that. He doesn't. He also is the one that allows us to have the fear of the Lord. And the more we know him, the more we're going to have that fear. The more we're going to have a fear of, God, I don't want to do wrong to you because I know you could judge me. But thank God there's mercy and grace. And I don't want to break that. I don't want to do anything to walk away from you. You see, guys, the Holy Spirit is so important in our life. I want you for the next few days, all the way up until Sundays, every night, every morning, whatever it is, when you get a chance, even if you're just laying in bed and it's quiet, just, Holy Spirit, I want to know more about you. I just want to know more about you. I challenge you. And to see what he's going to tell you. My favorite question is, is, Holy Spirit, what's wrong with me? Can you show me? Put that mirror up. I don't like that one a lot of times. But sometimes I need it. You know, I lay in bed a lot of times after Wendy goes to sleep, and I'll just sit there and talk to the Lord and think about Scripture. And, and, and Lord, I don't understand what this means. Can you, can you explain it to me? And I'll sit there and think on it, think on it, think on it until I just go to sleep. And sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night, and it's like I'm still thinking on it. But sometimes I have an answer. Was that because my brain didn't stop working? No, that's because the Holy Spirit. He is that important in our lives, guys. When we worship, it's the Holy Spirit allowing our flesh to get there, energizing our spirits to get there. I'm telling you, just in, in this next season, I don't know who this is for or anything. I just know tonight I was supposed to talk about the Holy Spirit, and it wasn't 
get a bunch of scriptures and go over scripture after scripture. It was, let's just talk. Let's just talk. Because I know this, the Lord is pushing me to learn more about the Holy Spirit and not a deep theological knowledge of, let me call him on the phone and ask him a question. Hey, Holy Ghost, how you doing? Yeah. Thankfully, I don't have to worry about minutes, batteries, or cell phone signal or Wi-Fi. Who is the Holy Spirit to you? And that, that's the question that keeps coming up in my, my spirit. Who is he to you? Is he the most important thing? Well, no, Jesus is. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. I like saying Jesus better than the Holy Ghost. It's a lot easier to say, and most people understand who it is. But I, I, I what's, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I, I guess I can understand from Jesus better. Why? Because he had a human form. I can relate better with Jesus because he had a human form. But can I tell you, I can relate with the Holy Ghost just as much because he's the one who wrote the whole Bible. He inspired man to write the entire Bible. The entire thing, guys. So I want to challenge you tonight. Ask the Holy Spirit, who are you? Show me more. When you go to sleep tonight, I want you to start thinking on who is the Holy Ghost to me. And if anybody wants this, I'll print it out for them. I just, I, I copied it and pasted it and put it up on there. Because I was just, I wanted to show you guys. It's a whole lot more in Acts 2 and 4. It's a whole lot more in Acts 2 and 4. But that's where we focus a lot of times in the Pentecostal world. So much more going on, guys. So much more. Who is he to you? And what are you doing that maybe is not allowing him to flow through your life, right? That's how we sing in the songs that we do and all and, and try to understand where the Lord is going is by the Holy Spirit. That's all it is. And we learn more and more every week on how to listen and how to get it wrong. And sometimes I direct us to the wrong song. Sometimes I jump to the whole wrong like I did today. And, and it was, but it was okay. We all flow anyways. <laughs> we just laugh at me later while I apologize in the second mic. Sorry, guys. I went to the wrong spot. We'll do it right this time. Go ahead, Becca. Matt knows. <laughs> because I'm trying to feel where the Holy Ghost is going, and I look down at my paper and get totally lost, and I just start playing. The Holy Ghost is an amazing person, guys. An amazing person. So listen. Come on now. I see you, but come on up here. Well, I want everybody to hear you, but that's about it. Hold on. Oh, live stream. I'm sorry. Live stream. I'll bring it over here so you can... Remember what he was saying about, I don't want to be caught. I don't want the mic. <laughs> hey, I'm talking to you. <laughs> the song tonight, Holy of Holies, is sort of along what he was saying. And I think sometimes we forget, back in the Old Testament, back in biblical times, there was only one person that could enter into the Holy of Holies. And that was the high priest. And if you remember, they even tied a rope around his waist for him to go in. Because if he went in and there was any sin that he had not confessed, he would be struck and dead. 
But guess what? We're on the other side of that. We have the blood of Jesus that cleanses us, washes us white as snow, forgives us of our sins, makes us a new person in Christ. And so many times out in the real world, we hear people talking about, oh, you have that privilege, you have that privilege, you have that privilege. Forget all of that. Our privilege is that we have the ability to walk into the holy of holies. It says, take the coal, cleanse my lips, make me pure, make me ready to come into your presence and worship you. And I don't know when it was, I forget days, but one night you talked about, Pastor, about forget the words to the song, just have music or just sing your own song. I think sometimes when we struggle so hard, and we were struggling tonight, we were struggling to get into the Holy of Holies. But that's where we were trying to go, and God honors that. But I think sometimes we might need to leave the words aside and just everybody sing your own song to the Lord to be able to enter into that Holy of Holies. Because once you enter into and you're in his presence, there's nothing but beauty. And I just, I, I felt like we, we, needed to, we needed to get in, into that presence that we, we, were, we were trying so hard, but we were trying in our own might. And we weren't really thinking about what a privilege, what a, a blessing. I don't, I'm not real sure what the word is, but it's, it's something that's given to us that we need to take advantage of. Amen. And she'll have CDs in the back of, of her sermons, and uh, Sunday she'll be. Sister Barbara always has amazing things like that. That's why when she started scooting around, I said, oh, Jesus. But guys, that's and that wisdom from the Holy Spirit, is it not? She's a very wise woman, very well educated. But that's not natural things she's talking about. She's talking about spiritual things, spiritual things, guys. And there's only one way to get into spiritual things, and that's in the spirit. And that's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Ghost. So listen, we're going to put some music on for a few minutes. I just want you to maybe just take a moment just to ask the Lord. You know, I don't want to rush away from this. But ask him your question. Come up with your own question. I can stand up here and ask you a question, but what if it don't mean anything to you, you know? Ask him a question. We've got to know more about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, whatever you want to call him. He's amazing. The Holy Spirit just... Lord, as tough as it was to enter in tonight, I almost feel like asking it like this. Lord, I'm not even wanting to walk into your presence in the Holy of Holies right now. I want the Holy Spirit to come set with me so I can know who he is. Let me have an experience like that tonight. 
Let me have an experience about the Holy Spirit tonight. Because I want to know who you are. I want to know who you are. Who are you? In the silence, you are speaking. In the quiet, I can feel the fire. Just let it and pour. It's burning. Let it flow tonight through you. Burning deeply. It's burning on. Spirit, I want to, I want to know you more. I want to know you more. Brugman says here tonight. Sometimes praise can be a manifestation of our doubt. Holy Spirit. God wants to actually silence us to get at the root of what's really going on. Holy Spirit. I want to know you. What do you really want to tell me, Jason? Come on, let it flow through. Jesus, can you hear me? My soul is screaming out. Yes, Lord. Has your soul ever I want to know you more. And my broken will, Christ, teach me. Come on, let him what touch you tonight. kingdom's all. Jose was just just sharing with me what the Lord was saying. Come on, don't have to get up. Keep keep praying because it's about what we're talking about. So just go ahead and share that. The Lord was showing me a little child running to his daddy, running, no matter what. He didn't let nothing stop him running to his daddy. And when he got to his daddy, he had his arms open. He said, Daddy, I want to know 
about you today. What happened? Hey, come on, son. Come sit down. Come sit with me. I'll teach you. I'll tell you what went on. I'll teach you some more stuff. Lord is saying that's how we need to be with the Holy Spirit. Be running. Don't let nothing stop us. Whether it's work, somebody offended you, whatever. Don't let it stop you. Get to that place where the Holy Spirit can minister to you and teach you. Exactly what we're talking about tonight. Father, let your Holy Spirit just minister to us. Be in a tangible way, Lord, that we can we can sense his presence and know that he is there. We desire a relationship. Not just a knowledge, but a relationship. A relationship with the Holy Spirit of God. Is the purest worship is what he hears. It's what your father hears. The song of to your people remove the, the, the barriers remove the hindrances that, that stop us from having that relationship with you because Lord we want to we want to learn more about you we want to be able to enter into that presence so easily and that starts with a relationship with the Holy Spirit We know it all starts with Jesus forgiving us of our sins, but the Holy Spirit, have your way. 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 Just let it pour out. Let it pour out. Thank you for your spirit. Listen, you know why that book is called Good Morning, Holy Spirit? Because he was having an experience with with the Holy Spirit, and, and he woke up one morning, and he said, Good morning, Holy Spirit, and it started all over again, like it did the night before, and he realized he is there all the time if I would just invite him. Let's invite him. Let, let's find out how deep we can go. How deep, how wide is love, love, love. Let's find out the depths of his love, and that can only be done through the Holy Spirit, right? Let's find those things out, guys. Amen. Amen. Hey, we're going to sign off on our online, t- guys. We, we love you guys. Tune back in Sunday. We're going to be here again at uh, 10 o'clock. Amen. So.